0: What's up, everybody? Uh, Today, here on the American Deciding Factor, this is uh, Cameron reporting in, um, and then Isaiah is here with me as well. Hello. But today, we are going to talk about um, three easy ways that America can crush Russia without war. We can crush them through um, an economic standpoint with oil, another economic standpoint with uh, asset seizures and sanctions, and also... Um, through uh, the third point of we need to change the way our allies do business with Russia. So without further ado, my name is Cameron Hunt. I'm Isaiah Woody. This is the American Deciding Factor. All right, everyone. So today um, we are going to be talking about the three ways that America can crush Russia Without war, without having to get into a physical conflict. And rather, we can do it through economic uh, purposes, economic reasons. Um, and crush the Russian Federation without having to fire a single bullet. So the first way that I want to uh, to get into is economically through how we, uh, how we go about getting our energy in America. So as most of you will know, but uh, unless maybe you're unaware... Um, under President Trump, one of the best things that uh, or one of the things he was best at was our uh, our energy stance. He was um, he got us to be energy independent for the first time in years, as I recall, because we had we were always before reliant on um, Saudi and Russian oil. But when he came around, he was like, oh, no, no, no. We are going to crush the EPA, the Employment Prevention Agency, um, otherwise known as the Environmental Pref- Prevent uh, Protection Agency. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you know you get a mixed up sometimes because because it's such a bad agency. But um, so he crushed them so that way we were able to uh, finally drill for uh, more oil, more natural gas in America, and totally become energy independent, which is what we need to be. But however, unfortunately, once President Biden came into uh, power in uh what was that 2021, um, January the 20th to be exact, um, of 2021. Um, he, one of the first things he did, if I recall, was, uh, he like totally stopped the, uh, he like suspended like federal and oil, uh, like oil and gas, like leasing or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're going to get into that in a little bit, but, um, yeah. And that's, uh, Isaiah is going to talk about that more in depth in uh, just a minute, but, um, he totally in basically with a stroke of a pen, uh, made us dependent on Russian oil, which, uh, is something that is. Not good because we do not want to rely on our adversaries, our enemies, on uh, on manufacturing and producing things that we need. One of the biggest ones, if not the biggest, being energy. Because without energy, our economy and our uh, our style of life cannot continue. So, through what we need to do to crush Russia without going to war, without physical conflict, is we need to change our energy stance. We need to go. Back to the idea of drilling for oil and natural gas here in America for extracting it here in America by Americans and using it for Americans so that way we can become not only energy independent but also, as I'll talk about in a minute, we can sell it to our allies so that way they do not have to purchase it through Russia because America is sitting on a hotbed. We got we have oodles and oodles of oil and natural gas below us that sadly uh we are handicapping ourselves because of the of the um environmentalists that have infiltrated our government and our some of our government officials way they the way they think about um our energy stance so um that is kind of uh all that i'm going to say about uh oil is that and it's it's simple if you want to explain it to someone in 15 seconds or less we need to drill for oil and natural gas here again we need to drill for more and become energy independent and not rely on OPEC uh, and specifically Russia for their oil because whenever the price of oil uh, goes high, it lets Russia um, be able to do things like this uh, Ukraine invasion because it empowers them because their, uh, their economy is basically based off the price of oil. And when the price of oil is high, they can do things like this. And when it's low, whenever uh, America gets into the equation, it's bad for business for them. And that's a good thing. Um also, just as a, a little snippet, we um, and we can get into this in a minute again, but uh, we need to remove them from the SWIFT banking system. That would severely handicap them um, when it comes to transactions throughout the world. Uh, so the next thing that I want to talk about is um, the second way that we can crush Russia without having to fire a single bullet without war, physical conflict, is through asset seizures and sanctions. So I want to make it clear that We do not want to punish all of the people of Russia for what Vladimir Putin and his cronies, his oligarchs, you know, his buddies are doing to Ukraine. Right. A lot of Russians don't want this. And if we decide to crush all of Russia, the whole the whole enchilada, right, because of what they're doing, it's going to make them dislike us anymore and be like, well, maybe this wasn't a bad idea. Right. And that's not what we want. So we need um. Combined with our allies, we need to uh, start not only um, very, very um, strict sanctions uh, for certain families like Putin and his family or his cronies, whoever they might be. But also we need to start seizing the assets of these people, That assets that they might have in the United States in, or in other parts of the world, specifically other NATO countries like France, uh, the UK, um, let's think Germany. Like any of those places where they might have assets, those should we should absolutely take them from them. Whether it be yachts, cars, houses, bank accounts, cash, whatever it may be, because we have to cripple the people at the top of this uh, of this invasion, right, um, to be able to to get them to listen to us or at least get bring them to the table. Because it's very obvious that Vladimir Putin could care less. About um, the things that we're saying about him. Like, oh, you're going to be known as this guy because of what you're doing. Like, yeah, he obviously could not care less. Um, So to bring them to the table, we have got to make it hurt for the individuals, not just for all of them. And the third way we can crush Russia without war is we need to change the way our allies do business with Russia. And this goes into a lot of like what I was talking about in the first uh, way, in the first reason which is through oil um, or natural gas. Specifically, we'll talk about Germany with Nord Stream 2. Like, this idea that Germany, supposedly, they just, they they disagree with Russia, and they don't like them, and they don't like Putin, and, you know, they're totally against them, but then, when it comes time to actually, uh, to actually make something happen, they cannot vote in a way that hurts Russia, because they well this pipeline is still being built if i'm uh if i'm remembering correctly nord stream 2 but however they already get a ton of their natural gas and oil from russia from opec right and if they were all of a sudden were like we don't like you russia you know like we're cutting off ties with you diplomatically or whatever it may be russia could be like oh that's fine but you're not getting any more of our oil because we're not going to sell it to you or we're not going to send you any more natural gas, and that would cripple uh, Germany or any other country that buys from them, which is not a good thing because energy is not, is maybe the top, but, you know, definitely in those top three uh, reason or things that a country needs to, to not only keep their economy running, but to survive, right? Especially in this age we live in with electricity and cars, you know, like, you know, you have to you have to drive around basically and not, some countries are different but most countries you need a car to be able to you know to drive around and keep the economy going um, without that oil without that natural gas without that gasoline that doesn't happen and it can uh, bring these countries to their knees um, and the uh, the second thing that we need to do when it comes to like our allies business with Russia is um, Maybe they're not, maybe we're talking about countries that are not a part of NATO, but we consider them an ally or they're neutral, right? We need to go to them them and be like, hey, if we, and this would require us specifically, if we're talking about oil, if uh, you buy oil from us, then you will have protection from the the United States, from Russia, in case they attack you, right? Like, we will make a treaty with you, a compact, uh, a compact, sorry. Um, but basically stating that you're not going to aid the Russian economy. You're going to aid us instead, right? Like you're going to buy from us. But because of that, we are going to provide you with protection, which would even further cripple the Russian economy. Because like I said at the beginning of this podcast, Russia relies heavily, and let let me emphasize this point, heavily on their oil. Without it, if they didn't have that, their economy would be abysmal. If I remember correctly, and we can fact-check this, um, Russia has roughly the same GDP as Florida, which is just crazy. That See, is, like, absolutely right insane. Um, or it might—maybe I it, maybe it's not GDP. It might be, like—I I can't remember what it is, but I heard that on a podcast the other day. It's, like, some statistic um and they're like roughly the same as Florida in the same capacity, which is just like insane. It's like, uh, <laughs> the fact that's even a uh, that the fact that that it's, it's even close is just it shows that they heavily rely on oil, and without it, they would be nothing. Um, and we'll we'll look that up, but uh, it's I can't remember the exact statistic, but if anything, I'll post it on social media later. Anyways, um, that kind of wraps up my three points of the ways we can crush Russia without going to war with them, because that's not what we want. Um, so now I'm going to give it over to Isaiah, and he's going to finish this off.
1: Yeah, I was trying to finish up looking through this, uh, how Russia would be comparable to Florida. Yeah, I'll look but it up. Uh, I'll look it up, <laughs> All right, so um, you heard Cameron a lot mention oil, uh, and that is being that being a way to kind of crush Russia uh, economically, where it hurts um, without necessarily hurting their, uh, their citizens, their actual people, but you're, you're hurting their oligarchs and their aristocrats and the, the people at the top who are the ones that are actually instigating this war because, as we know, there are plenty of Russian citizens who do not uh, support this invasion. There's been, I don't even know how many that have been uh, arrested because of this invasion. Also, I just want to put it out there. Sorry,
0: I was correct about the GDP thing. It's like literally like a one a one hundred billion dollar difference. Which, when it comes to GDP, that's basically nothing. That's yeah, a so bucket.
1: Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so um, yeah. So you heard him mention oil quite a bit, and it's going to be another thing for us that is pretty big when it comes to what we can do to stop Russia and how we can do this domestically and so a huge thing domestically that we can do is to bring back our oil oil production and that would be the greatest example that people love to use would be the Keystone Pipeline which as we know could get us over 800,000 barrels per day of crude oil which we are currently getting over 500,000 barrels per day crude oil from Russia. So that is 300,000 plus barrels uh, that we could be getting from ourselves, literally from our own pipeline, our domestic pipeline. And so that would be one. And then another thing, again, involving oil, would be a lot of people don't understand this. So here's a good tidbit of information to use if someone asks you what policy of Joe Biden or what actions by Joe Biden have hurt our oil and gas and made our gas prices steeper tell them secretarial order number 3395 that's all you need to say secretarial order number 3395 and the follow-up of that which was the indefinite suspension of federal oil and gas leasing program which includes a massive amount of natural gas in Alaska a huge amount that is untapped that Some Republicans and leaders have been trying to get to for a while, but they've been held back quite a bit. So that is the biggest thing. There's no reason for us. This idea that we have to get our oil from Russia or that we're dependent on Russia's oil, it's stupid. The only reason we're dependent on it is because our leaders refuse to use our own sources. We cripple ourselves. Yes, we're crippling ourselves. We're handicapping ourselves, as Cameron said earlier. We have the ability to do everything in terms of oil ourselves. The energy independence is there. Donald Trump has already shown us that. We just have to be willing to do it. And right now, you have an administration in office that is currently prioritizing climate change or the theory of global warming over the safety and security of its citizens. And they're trading trading the now for the unknown future. And that is wrong. We all know that is wrong. However, uh, we're going to skip down now to my next bullet point, which is to bring manufacturing back to America. Now you say, wait a minute, our manufacturing is not in Russia. Most of our manufacturing is in China. We don't get a whole lot from Russia in terms of manufacturing. Well, if you don't know, China and Russia are very friendly. The uh, There's been a lot of suspicion that China might make moves towards Taiwan now because of Russia's movements towards Ukraine. And China and Russia have been in NATO or in uh, the U.N. together blocking sanctions on North Korea. They've been acting together in a suspicious way recently, and they are becoming very friendly with one another. And you have Donald Trump out here who has rightly righteously criticized uh, Obama and Biden for pushing Russia into the arms of China which was something that the Trump administration did not do. The Trump administration was very firm with Russia and told them what our boundaries were and that they were not to cross us and that we would absolutely take action with them against them if they did. However, we did not push them away and push them into the arms of China and say, you guys get to be friends because we want nothing to do with you. So China... Another thing, China is worse in terms of uh, humanitarian violations than Russia is. Way worse. So that's another reason to bring manufacturing back from China. So next point here, uh, another domestic thing, all these are domestic, would be to support small businesses, not global businesses. So people, a lot of your socialists will get mad all the time, and they hate the rich, they want to eat the rich, tax the rich, whatever you want to call it. Who made the rich rich? That would be us. These global businesses... Facts. uh, Yeah, these global businesses... Like Amazon, who has a, quite a bit of, if if you get an Amazon package look, you'll probably see a Chinese address on there somewhere. So, all these global companies that are set up around the world, all these cheap products that we're getting uh, from all over the world. It's not just China, but it's mostly China. Cheap products that are not built to last. They are not built by Americans. They're not built with American uh, I guess, ingredients, you could say, products, they're not sourced American, they're not made American, but Americans buy them, and our market is flooded with them, and they shouldn't be. Uh, another thing, fast food establishments, fast food establishments are global. There's plenty, I think Subway is the most uh, expansive, yeah. and yeah, so... I'm pretty sure you're right. Chick-fil-A is right. Chick fil A is mostly domestic. I think they have like one yeah. in Canada, and maybe one in the UK, but m- yeah. don't, they don't they might not have one in the uk they're very they're very strange about that in terms of uh compared to other fast food establishments like mcdonald's and such so that's another one basically the overlaying theme here is to turn back to our local mom and pop shops our general stores our local restaurants for example there is a local restaurant in our town that everyone around here knows it's uh Burgers, hot dogs, fries, and ice cream. It's mostly known for ice cream. Everyone knows it. It's a local mom and pop shop. It does great because it is a staple of the community. We need more staples of the community just like that. And my final point here uh, that kind of tie this all together is we need to become a self-sufficient and independent nation. We declared our independence in July 4th, 1776, and then we gave it back up. Uh, following World War two when we sent all of our factories out to uh, other countries
0: when we outsourced in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s but exactly. mainly the 80s and the 90s yes the best way uh, especially if you're listening from North Carolina that you can be affected by this was the furniture factories yeah that was North Carolina
1: North Carolina I think still provides over 50 percent of the furniture or did no at one point at one point provided 50 percent of all furniture in north and uh the united states yeah but anyway anyways yeah north carolina was known for a while as the the furniture capital of the world so we need to strengthen our local communities like we just mentioned uh north carolina and where i mean there's plenty plenty of furniture plants still around from from where uh we are at we have um bernhardt uh hamrick i think is one tons of them but they're just most of them are just sitting there so Strengthen our local communities, our local businesses, source and buy local. It's not just buy local, it's not just make local, it's source local. As much as we can, let's source from America. We have an interesting country here in the fact that we have any climate that you could search for. We have tropical climates and we even have arctic climates if you go up to Alaska. We have it all. There's nothing that we cannot do, there's nothing that we cannot grow, there's nothing that we cannot source from America. We should be sourcing from America. And then the final point, and this is going to get on a lot of people's nerves. This is going to hit some people the wrong way. We need to greatly diminish, if not completely get rid of, the welfare state. We need to grow involvement in our communities. This is a this is a huge point that— um, We could really get—we're yeah, it. We not going to get into a yeah. lot, but it's—we'll have our own podcast for it, but it's a very big deal, yes. Yeah, we could really get into it for another day, but it's something I believe in wholeheartedly— if we would just grow involvement in our communities, I'm talking churches, nonprofits, charities, food banks, job creation opportunities uh, with with your mom and pop shops, your local stores. If we would hire local and just get involved in our communities, we could get rid of the welfare state if we would take care of each other. But we, we're not going to take care of each other if we're strangers. We have to get to know each other. We must become involved in our communities. And a great way to do that is churches. Um, I could give you plenty of examples where my church has helped people, where my church has helped people with money, or bills, or food, or whatever they need, and that is a huge argument that we need to be making as conservatives, as, as Republicans, and we need to turn back to a nationalist mindset. Let's use this invasion of Ukraine as a reason to push the nationalist mindset and let people understand why we as America are the greatest nation on the earth and should continue to get better and remain the greatest nation on the earth. So with that, my points are finished. Cameron, do you have any closing remarks?
0: Um, thanks so much, everybody, for watching, or for listening, I guess. Uh, make sure that if you're not following us already, go follow us on uh, all of our social medias at Deciding Factor, D-S-I-D-I-N-G Factor. Um, everyone have a good day. God bless America. See you next time.